1: Hurricane Ian has its eye set on the Georgia and Carolina coasts.
2: There will be storm surge flooding along the coast.
1: Hospitals are left in turmoil after Ian clobbers Florida. And fierce winds ripped away part of the roof from its intensive care unit. Could there be a partial government shutdown? Pointless government shutdown. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, September 30th. I'm Mike Scott. Hurricane Fiona pummeled the Caribbean with devastating winds, catastrophic flooding and widespread power outages. Food for the poor has been serving the poorest nations in that part of the world for more than 40 years. And they're responding again now during this time of crisis. Hurricane relief kits containing food, water, hygiene kits, medical supplies, and other critically needed items are already being distributed throughout Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, and Haiti. You can support this effort by giving your best gift now. Just text DAYBREAK to 91999, and we'll send you a link to give. Anything you can do will help Food for the Poor bring aid. Just text DAYBREAK to 91999. And we'll send you a link so you can give. As one of the largest faith-based international relief agencies in the U.S., Food for the Poor is able to respond quickly. Please give what you can now. Text DAYBREAK two nine one nine nine nine. Deadly Hurricane Ian was once again upgraded to a Category 1 hurricane Thursday afternoon after it moved off Florida's east coast by around 11 a.m. into the Atlantic bound for the Carolinas, leaving record amounts of rain and catastrophic flooding behind in central Florida. Rising floodwaters led to home rescues and stranded vehicles, and the area's first fatalities were reported in Lake and Volusia counties, while the statewide death toll has yet to be determined after the hurricane's storm surge devastated parts of the Gulf Coast. National Hurricane Center specialist Richard Pash describes the potential for storm surge as Ian makes its next landfall.
2: We're expecting storm surge um, heights as high as um, six feet, inundation heights of six feet um, along the um, along the Carolina coast here.
1: Pash expects conditions to deteriorate along the coast of Georgia and the Carolinas. He expects the center of Ian to be near the coastline this afternoon. He says the dynamics of speed hasn't changed for the hurricane as it heads for its next landfall.
2: The speed is roughly um, the same. It's moving about 10 miles per hour. There is a danger of flash flooding from the rains and there will be storm surge flooding along the coast.
1: Pash goes on to say that there's potential for more flash flooding as Ian moves toward the Carolinas.
2: The heavy rains as high as, uh, with local maximum as high as 8 or 12 inches, actually, some parts of the um, of northeast South Carolina, perhaps parts of North Carolina, can cause some uh, flash flooding, and we're warning interest there to uh, be on the lookout for that.
1: Pash also says that even though the hurricane has lost some strength, there's still potential for damage.
2: But uh, there is a danger here of... Um, uh, storm surges and large waves along the immediate coastline, um, heavy rain and the winds uh, could cause some structural damage along the um, just inland of the coast.
1: Folks should be aware of the winds far from the center of Hurricane Ian as well.
2: Interests should not focus on the exact track or location of the center of this uh, of of this hurricane right now because its structure is such that now the winds are spread out over a fairly large area, so um, the impacts extend, you know, pretty far from the center.
1: Russia is planning to annex more of Ukraine today. The move represents an escalation of the seven-month war, expected to isolate the Kremlin further, draw more international punishment, and bring extra support to Ukraine. An annexation ceremony is planned at the Kremlin. The annexation would come just days after voters supposedly approved Moscow-managed referendums that Ukraine and Western officials have denounced as illegal, forced, rigged, and a sham. In an apparent response, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky called an emergency meeting Friday of his National Security and Defense Council. Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn joined the Salem radio network yesterday for a discussion on border security and the Biden administration as the midterm elections approach in November. As a senior member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, which handles immigration and border security issues, Cornyn says he strongly believes that securing our southern border must be a top priority in dealing with our national security and what he says is a broken immigration system. Cornyn believes common sense reforms are needed to improve legal immigration and increase the flow of legitimate trade and travel. He tells the Salem Radio Network that the Biden administration needs to answer for their open border policies, which the senator says lead to rampant criminal activities in big cities and elsewhere. The Texas Republican senator says the legal process for immigration has been a big contributor to American success.
3: Legal immigration, I think, has been one of the keys to American prosperity and to keep our country uh, growing and uh, remain the kind of place where people do want to come and, and pursue their dreams.
1: Cornyn says the Biden administration needs to adjust their policies concerning illegal immigration.
3: Illegal immigration is a disaster because it's completely uncontrolled. You have a hodgepodge of people who range from asylum seekers to economic migrants to drug runners to criminals. And they don't really differentiate uh, the Biden administration with their open borders policy.
1: Cornyn tells the Salem Radio Network that the Biden administration knows their immigration policies are flawed.
3: They admit there's a problem with our asylum system, but they actually... Propose to make it worse. Uh, they propose to expedite uh, the, uh, the, the entry of migrants into the United States, place them into the interior. Under the law, they are not authorized to work.
1: The senator tells the Hugh Hewitt Show that crime related to illegal immigration is tearing the country apart.
3: You know, one thing the left does not acknowledge is the same open borders that allow 2.3 million People to enter our country last year allowed the drugs that killed 108,000 Americans, including 71,000 overdose deaths as a result of fentanyl poisoning.
1: Corning went on to say that drugs brought in by illegal immigrants are leading to street crime in major cities.
3: These are distributed by the street gangs that uh, vie for territory and market share and are responsible for much of the crime and gun violence in places like Chicago and elsewhere.
1: The Texas senator was a guest on The Hugh Hewitt Show. President Joe Biden Thursday told visiting leaders from more than a dozen Pacific Island countries that the U.S. was committed to bolstering its presence in their region and becoming a more collaborative partner as they face the existential threat of climate change president addressed leaders who gathered in Washington for a summit as the White House looks to improve relations in the Pacific amid growing concerns over China's military and economic influence. In remarks at the summit, the president said boosting relations with Pacific nations is a priority.
0: A great deal of the history of our world is going to be written in the indo Pacific over the coming years and decades. And the Pacific Islands are a critical voice in shaping that future.
1: Mr. Biden says Washington wants to work with Pacific nations in fighting climate change.
0: We're seeing the consequences of climate change around the world uh, very vividly, including in the United States right now. And, uh, And I know your nations feel it acutely. And for you all, it's an existential threat.
1: Biden asserts it's a priority of his administration to strengthen U.S. partnerships. Thousands of people were evacuated from nursing homes and hospitals across Florida Thursday, even as winds and water from Ian began receding. Hundreds of those evacuations took place across hard-hit Fort Myers, where damage cut off potable water to at least nine hospitals. Some health care systems in Ian's path from the Gulf to the Atlantic were also moving patients One hospital in Port Charlotte was forced to move its sickest patients when Ian struck. Daybreak Insider correspondent Donna Warder reports.
2: The storm surge from the hurricane flooded a lower-level emergency room at HCA Florida Fawcett Hospital, and fierce winds ripped away part of the roof from its intensive care unit. Doctors say water gushed down into the ICU as emergency patients were taken to other floors, some who were on ventilators. The medium-sized hospital spans four floors, but patients were forced onto just two because of the damage. I'm Donna Water.
1: Florida Hospital Association President Mary Mayhew says one large system in southwest Florida is still without water. Fast approaching
2: a point where they will not be able to safely take care of their patients.
1: Mayhew says hospitals are facing serious issues.
2: We have one large health system in southwest Florida that is without water in all of their facilities.
1: Without water, Mayhew says some of those hospitals are fast approaching a point where they will not be able to safely care for patients.
2: That is a urgent focus to get those patients transferred.
1: Ian caused flooding that left abandoned cars and boats scattered all over areas of Naples, Florida. Outside help began arriving Thursday, responding to 911 calls of those stranded. Sean Thompson, a Naples resident and AM560 Chicago host, says there's damage to his building and cleanup has started.
2: There are crews out, but they just they shut the water off to my building four hours ago. I was able to take a shower this morning. They shut the water off.
1: There's no electric. Thompson also says there are problems in his neighborhood, but for the most part, he's fortunate.
2: Uh, you know, you could do without electric as long as you have water. But once you do not have water, then you have a problem.
1: House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy says Americans have a choice in November.
4: In 40 days, Americans have a decision to make. Do they want an economy that's strong? That make America energy independent, lower your gas prices, slow the growth of inflation.
1: He says Americans should choose Republicans to lead the House in order to reduce crime.
4: Do they want a nation that is safe, that will secure their border? Not defund the police, but add police.
1: McCarthy goes on to say Americans should choose Republicans to protect a parent's rights to participate in their children's education.
4: Do they want a future that's built on freedom, where you have a parent's bill of rights, you have a say in your kids' education?
1: Leader McCarthy says Republicans vow to hold government accountable for its actions.
4: Do they want a government that's accountable? A check and balance, Jeva say. It will be a difference. And that's our commitment to you. A commitment to America.
1: At a news conference, McCarthy pledged that if his party retakes the majority in the midterms, they will introduce a bill on day one of the new Congress to repeal an expansion. Of the IRS.
4: If you entrust us with the majority, that's exactly what we'll do. And on the very first day, our very first bill will repeal the 87,000 IRS agents.
1: Republican Whip Steve Scalise also says Speaker Nancy Pelosi must go.
5: We're going to fire Nancy Pelosi. We're going to actually go and fight for the American people to restore that hope with the commitment to America to show that there is a better way to get this country back on track and restore the American dream for generations to come.
1: Scalise says Pelosi wants to keep parents from participating in their children's education.
5: Pelosi actually says it's extremism to let parents be involved in their kids' education. Well, you know what? If that's what she thinks is extremism, maybe it's time for Nancy Pelosi to go.
1: He also notes that Speaker Pelosi's ideas are extreme.
5: Nancy Pelosi says it's MAGA extremism to lower energy costs, to secure America's border.
1: The Republican whip claims Democrats are refusing to work with Republicans to repair the economy.
5: You saw Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden not saying they want to work with us to solve these problems. They just went right down the same old failed road of attacking good ideas. They call it MAGA extremism to lower inflation.
1: Scalise says Republicans are willing to fix America's challenges right away.
5: Republicans, if we win the House majority, will bring legislation to secure America's border. We're willing to show the country what we would do if they give us a Republican majority in November.
1: Jenny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, testified before the January 6th committee. Daybreak Insider Congressional Correspondent Bernie Bennett has more. Committee Chairman Benny Thompson of Mississippi told reporters after the more than four-hour
5: interview ended, it's a work in progress. The committee has for months sought an interview with Mrs. Thomas to know more about her role in trying to help former President Donald Trump clarify the 2020 election results. The founder of the lobbying firm Liberty Central texted with White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and contacted lawmakers in Arizona and Wisconsin in the weeks after the election. Mrs. Thomas answered some questions from congressional investigators Thursday as she explained that she is among the many Americans who still believe the 2020 election is in contest. Bernie Bennett in Washington.
1: It passed a short term spending bill Thursday, averting a partial government shutdown when the current fiscal year ends at midnight Friday. The bill finances the federal government through December 16 and buys lawmakers more time to agree on legislation setting spending levels for the 2023 fiscal year. It passed on a vote of 72 to 25 and goes to the House. All of the no votes came from Republicans. The majority leader, Chuck Schumer, says there's no reason for the Senate to allow a lapse in funding. The last thing the American people right now is a pointless government shutdown. Schumer says the bill will get more aid to Ukrainian forces. Seven months since the conflict began, it's crystal clear
2: that American assistance has gone a long way to helping the Ukrainian people resist Putin's evil, vicious aggression. But the fight's far from over, and we must, we must continue helping the brave, valiant Ukrainian people.
1: The Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says aid to Ukraine must flow faster.
3: Assisting Ukraine is not some feel-good symbolic gesture. It's literally an investment in our own national security and that of our allies.
1: According to the Wall Street Journal, mortgage rates rose to their highest level in more than 15 years. It's a new high since the 2008-2009 financial crisis that adds pressure to the already cooling U.S. housing market. The average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage climbed to 6.7 percent, according to a survey of lenders released Thursday. It was the highest rate since July 2007 and mark the sixth week in a row of rising rates. This week's rate was up from 6.29% last week. The Fed's aggressive rate hikes are having the intended effect of easing demand, particularly in housing. As a result of the higher rates, home prices have softened a bit and sales have decreased. But there still is a shortage of available homes for sale, which has kept prices elevated. The National Review is reporting Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, Iowa, and South Carolina have joined together to file a lawsuit against the Biden administration in an attempt to stop the president's announced student loan forgiveness program from taking effect. The attorneys general spearheading the legal challenge also submit that no statute permits the president to unilaterally relieve millions of individuals from their obligations to pay loans they voluntarily assumed. Critics of the plan raised concerns over its inflationary impact, while the White House said it was fiscally justified because the federal deficit was on track to drop by $1.7 trillion in the current fiscal year. The smaller deficit is largely due to the end of many COVID-19 aid programs, and some unexpectedly higher revenues. As of June 30th, 43 million borrowers held $1.6 trillion in federal student loans. The CBO estimates about $430 billion of that debt could be canceled. The road to financial stability isn't looking too good for CarMax. Used car retailer CarMax Incorporated said that an uncertain economic environment was starting to take a toll on vehicle demand. CarMax shares tumbled 22% to hit a more than two-year low after the company reported second quarter results below analyst estimates and underscored the impact of inflation and rising interest rates on car sales. Auto research firm Cox Automotive, which tracks U.S. vehicle market trends, cut its forecast for new and used vehicle sales on Wednesday, citing worsening consumer sentiment. That's our Daybreak Insider correspondent, Bill Alexander, reporting. And finally, it knows when you are sleeping, it knows when you're awake. Before year's end, Amazon plans to start selling a device that can track sleeping patterns without a wristband. Called Halo Rise, it will use no-contact sensors and artificial intelligence to measure a user's movement and breathing patterns, allowing the device to track sleep stages during the night. Amazon says the gadget does not include cameras or microphones and will sell for around $140. Rich Thomason reporting. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.